Welcome to Leading Lights. You are about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Your testimony is beautiful and it's powerful and it's unique to you. Today we're looking at the secret ingredient that makes a testimony powerful. You know, you can tell a story about your life or somebody else's life and it doesn't really change somebody else that much. But when you tell a God story, a testimony, power is released. I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you tell a testimony, something happens. The people listening start to understand what God can do. Maybe it opens their mind to new ideas of what God could do. Also, it raises faith in them and it releases God's power into their lives. The word for testimony in the Old Testament comes from a, a root Hebrew word that means repeat it, do it again. And we see that, we see it happening again. You know, when the two men were walking on the road to Emmaus, just after Jesus had risen again, he was walking with them. And then when they sat down and had communion with Jesus, their eyes were opened and they saw him and they recognized him. And they ran back to Jerusalem. And it says they told the people, the other disciples in the room, about what had happened. And while they were telling them, Jesus stood in the room. It happens again because faith rises and God's power is released. Now, how does that happen? What makes a God testimony different to any other story that you may have heard? And I want to tell you today the secret ingredient the secret sauce in the recipe of God's testimony is thankfulness, being grateful, saying it's God who's good, not me, not the devil. I'm not a victim. Thank you, God. Thankfulness. And it comes out of a life of thankfulness. But when thankfulness from your life and from your personal times of prayer and just your general demeanor, when that thankfulness seeps into a story you're telling somebody else, power is released. You know, the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. And so as you give thanks to him, as you give him the credit, as you give him the glory, he inhabits, he is there in that place. And the testimony is powerful. Also, God says we enter his presence. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. As you give thanks, you enter into God's presence. So he comes into the situation, you come into his presence, and power is released. You know, we started this series talking about Psalm 107, which says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And then the whole psalm is about different categories or types of people giving testimony and thanks to God for what he had done in their lives. At the end of that psalm, it says that it shuts the mouth of iniquity and it causes other people to understand the goodness of God. God's power is released in their lives when we say so, when we give our testimony. But that psalm starts, verse 1, with the words, O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. And then throughout the psalm, four times, it repeats this little phrase, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Thankfulness is throughout Psalm 107, the testimony psalm, 
because thankfulness is the secret ingredient. Have you had a lifestyle of thankfulness and does it seep into your testimony? I don't want to give you a guilt trip, but if your testimony gives glory to yourself, it's not a thankful testimony. If your testimony gives glory to the devil and how strong he is, that's not a thankful testimony. If your testimony says, woe is me, please feel sorry for me, that's not a thankful testimony. If you feel entitled or proud that God owes you something or people owe you something, you're not a thankful person. Thankfulness says, I deserve nothing, but look how good God has been. Let's read a couple of verses which I think will help you. The first is Philemon 1 and verse 6. Philemon is a tiny book towards the end of the Bible, one chapter long, but it's so beautiful. And in verse 6, Paul is praying for Philemon and he says, I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective. He says, I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective. In other words, it's not just words being blabbed into the air and people are not changed. No, no. I pray that there's power when you share your faith. I pray that when you tell people about Jesus or when you tell a testimony, the sharing of your faith is effective. There's something powerful released. How? By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Did you see that? He said the way that your sharing of your faith or the way that your testimony becomes powerful and effective is by you acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Another way of saying that would be for you to be thankful for what God has done. So let me ask you, are you aware of all the good things that God has done in your life? You might say, well, 12 years ago, he healed my relative, but I don't know much since then. Friend, I want to promise you that even today, there are a hundred things you can be thankful for. You're still breathing. You're not consumed. The Bible says it's because of his mercies that we are not consumed. You woke up this morning. Lamentation says his mercies are new every morning. And in fact, that little passage in Lamentations where it says his mercies are new every morning, it says, as I recount these things, it, as I recall these things to mind, therefore I have hope. It changes me when I'm thankful. When I'm thankful, my mindset is changed to one of hope. When I recall what God has done, his mercies are new. He's still the same. God himself, he's still the same. He's good. He's for you. He loves you. He's paid the price for your sins. You don't have to earn your salvation. He is working around you and within you, all things together for good. He's got his angels who are watching over you and listening for his word to minister to you. He is working within you to will and to do according to his will and pleasure. He is putting power within you, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. He's put within you and he's raised you up and seated you with him in heavenly places. He's forgiven you. He has blessed you. Ephesians 1.3, thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's watching over you. He's protecting you. He's guiding you. He says, I will guide you with my eye. If you move to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice saying, this is the way. Walk in it. 
God is with you. God is for you. And even without all of those truths, which are entirely 100% true, there are things that you can be thankful for. You can look around you. I once knew an elderly lady. She was very poor. She lived in a one-roomed house, and she was in her 80s. And she said, I thank God that I have my eyes, that I have my ears, that I have my limbs. And you know what she did? She was poor herself, but she took in people who orphans who had no home, and she was looking after 14 young children with no money of her own because she was a thankful person. So Philemon says that the, he prays that the sharing of your faith may become effective. I pray this, that the sharing of our faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in us because of Christ. You know, the ESV version translates it slightly differently. He says, uh, it says, I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective for the full knowledge of every good thing that is in us for the sake of Christ. It, it says, not just acknowledging, but as I start to acknowledge and as I start to share my faith, I get a full knowledge of all the good things. Is it possible that because you haven't stepped out in boldness and said, I am redeemed. God is good. God has done this. Because you're not stepping out and saying it and sharing your faith, you don't have a full knowledge of all the good things. You know, sometimes when you share what God has done, you see God's work in the other person and you see their response and God's presence fills that encounter and, and it becomes more real to you what God has done. There is power released. So my first point is that there is great power. It's the secret ingredient. Effective power from God comes when your testimony is a thankful testimony. So let me just tell you a story of somebody who did this. In Luke 17, verse 11, it says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. So it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, this is the way God works. You know, he provides the miracle and the power and the forgiveness and the blessing and the mercy in advance. You know, your forgiveness is not something you have to earn or attain. Jesus paid entirely for the forgiveness and, and complete uh, removal of all of your sin 2,000 years ago. It's been provided. The power has been provided. The blessing has been given. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. He has done it. Jesus does this, but then he says, now, as a sign of faith, you now start to go. And, and there's always some obedience with faith. James chapter 2 says, faith without works is dead. Whenever there is faith, whenever we see what God has done, it always results in us doing something. And so Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. As we walk out and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done, as we obey, God's work becomes real and, and fully effective in our lives. So they were cleansed. They were healed of their leprosy. That's the most amazing thing. But the story doesn't end there. 
verse 15, it says, and one of them, only one of the 10, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Now, what is that all about? With a loud voice, he's glorifying God. One of these men has been to the priest. He's had his leprosy removed. He leaves his group of other friends who've also been healed. He finds Jesus and with a loud voice. In other words, he's not just speaking to Jesus. He's telling everyone around him he's glorifying God. He's saying thank you to God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Thank you, Lord. I didn't deserve this to be healed. I didn't deserve your mercy, your kindness, your grace. Thank you. You know, thankfulness is the most amazing thing because it puts us in the correct posture and in the correct position. You are God. I am not. I'm thankful. I don't deserve any good, but you have been good. I am thankful. It's not me who's entitled. I don't deserve things. I'm not, I'm not the great one who deserves all the attention. You are. And it puts me in the correct frame of mind. You know, there's this little phrase in the Bible, deceiving ourselves. And it occurs about four or five times in the Bible. And it talks about how we can deceive ourselves, where we can change our own minds so that we don't know that we're following a lie. And every single time it mentions it, it's in the context of pride, where we think we deserve something, where we think we're great. And the antidote to that is thankfulness. When I'm thankful, I say, I'm not great. God is great. I turn my focus on him. I turn the glory towards him. And it stops me being self-deceived. This fog that has been in my brain that stopped me seeing the truth, that's made me think incorrectly and come to wrong conclusions, goes away and I can see clearly. Isn't that amazing? So it says here, he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet and gave him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now, let me just focus on that little phrase. Your faith has made you well. The Greek word is sozo, which means healed, but it also means saved. This exact phrase, your faith has made you well, is translated, your faith has saved you in several other places in the New Testament. And so what Jesus was saying is all 10 were healed of their leprosy, but only the one who gave thanks was healed of his sin. He was saved. He was not just physically healed. He was spiritually healed. He would spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. He is made brand new on the inside. He's a new creation. He's seated with God in heavenly places. And for all eternity, he'll be seated with Christ, giving glory to God. Whereas the other nine, yes, they received a blessing, but they were not thankful. And as a result, it didn't translate into eternal salvation. Wow. I wonder if you're getting motivated to be thankful right now. I'd like to just close with a passage from Romans chapter 1. It says, because although they knew God, so it's talking about human beings, in the past. It says, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. Okay, 
So they knew God, they knew how great he was. Just before this, it speaks about how creation tells us of the goodness of God, his character, his nature, his love, his perfection. And so it says, although they knew God, they, they didn't glorify him, nor were they thankful. Now, you might say, well, that's a small little thing, not glorifying God. I go to church, everyone else is praising God, and I'm thinking, oh, uh, why, why is this happening in my life? Or let me think about so-and-so who's done something wrong to me. Or, I don't feel like praising God today. It says, although they knew God, they didn't glorify him, nor were thankful. Friend, I want to tell you that God deserves glory and thanks all the time, no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter how bad our situation is, we must glorify him and be thankful because it's what he deserves. It's what he deserves. You know, in Thessalonians and Ephesians, it says, thank God in all circumstances and thank God for all things. And that is such an amazing thing. In all circumstances, I can understand. You know, if I'm going through hard times, I can say, well, thank you, God. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you. Thank you. But when it says, thank God for all things, that is a whole different matter. Imagine you get a flat tire on your car on the way to a job interview and you miss the job interview. Imagine being able to say, thank you, God, for this flat tire. You say to me, what? How on earth could I do that? It wasn't God who made the tire flat. I agree. It wasn't. But you know what? He is working in your life. He is using that to bless you, to work all things together for good, to make a better plan for you. When it says work all things together for good, that means you come up better at the end. God is working in your life and you can thank him for even the bad things. And as I said earlier, when you thank him, you enter his presence, but his presence enters the situation. I can remember being a young teenage boy. My mom was an alcoholic. She was passed out on the couch. And I had just become a believer and I just learned this truth. And I knelt down and I said, thank you, God, for this situation, that my mom is not where you want her to be. But thank you that you are in it and thank you for this and that you're working this in me to make me more like you. And you know what? Something amazing happened. My mom became a believer and it took quite a long time, but that was the start of it. She became a believer and she got free from alcohol because God's presence comes into the situation when we thank him. So it says, although they knew God, they did not glorify him, nor were thankful. But now listen to what happens. They became futile in their thoughts. Remember, I spoke about being self-deceived. Futile means that my thoughts are no longer helping me. They're no longer working towards the right direction. Their foolish hearts were darkened. I'm not seeing the light of the truth anymore. I'm seeing dark things. Have you ever experienced this? Where you get into a downward spiral, you're not thankful anymore, and you just get darker and darker and darker. The answer is to start thanking God. Sometimes it's by faith, not by feeling. Sometimes you say, God, I know from your word that you're good, that you're with me, that you're working things together for good, that you are helping me, that you'll never leave me. And it starts to bring the light where there has been darkness. It goes on to say, professing to be wise. In other words, they were proud. They became fools. And then it talks about how their minds were changed, but also their behavior. And they started doing more and more sin, which is not good. And it damaged them. And it was just terrible sin. It's just a, a downward spiral of sin and, and depravity. 
Verse 28, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Their mind is now not thinking correctly, and it's a terrible downward spiral. So what do we do with all this? I want to just close by saying that the power of thankfulness is something that needs to be in your life all the time, but then it needs to come out in your testimony. Friend, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you say so, Psalm 107, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And then at the end of that Psalm, it says, the righteous will see it and rejoice. All iniquity stops its mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. When you give thanks in your testimony and when it comes out of a lifestyle of thanksgiving, I promise you, power is released. In Philemon, Paul says, I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Friend, God has done great things for you. Will you start today to become a thankful person? And will you commit today to sharing your thankfulness in stories of what God has done? And I have a friend who was at work and they were a very quiet, shy person. They struggled to share their faith. And somebody came to them and said, I see there's a peace and a calm and a joy in your life. Please, will you tell me more about it? You know, sometimes your testimony is just in small things, small words you say, small actions where you are kind to people, where you don't get flustered, where you don't get bitter, where you don't participate in gossip and bad-mouthing other people. The, the words of your testimony can be in actions, but people will see it. If there's thankfulness in your life, it becomes effective and power is released. Let's pray together. Lord God, thank you that we have so much to be grateful for. Thank you, God, that you are with us, that you are good, that you will never leave us. And thank you for all the amazing things you've done in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be bold, to, to say with a loud voice what God has done for us, to be able to proclaim with thanksgiving all the good things that you've done. And I thank you, God, for your power being released even now in people's lives as they start to thank you for situations and in all circumstances and your power comes into those circumstances and changes them and changes the world around them. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you would like to know more about Jesus, if you would like to connect with us, we would love to hear from you, leadinglightsnetwork.com, and we would love to help you progress in your walk with Christ. Please have a look at our website. We really have amazing resources to help you grow in Christ. God bless you. Coming up now, this is Nat Sai's story. Um, before coming to Jersey, I, I never had so much drive and so much, um, so much self-confidence um, to a point where I, I, wasn't seeing a, I wasn't seeing years ahead in terms of my career progression. I was very shy. I didn't have a lot of confidence you know, in my workplace. I, I would always get uh, feedback that you know, I need to come out of my shell. You know, I thank God that God uh, put this desire in me, put this drive in me to, to work hard 
and to you know work on my self-confidence and I, I know that this is a desire that God placed in me because this is not something that I used to have before even when I was in Zimbabwe. Um, I recently got promoted to senior manager and this is something that I didn't think about when I came here. I wasn't like, I'd see people who were that level and I, I didn't see myself being that. So I thank God because I know that this is a desire that God placed in my heart. And, you know, having that drive to, to work really hard in the workplace and gaining the trust of people you work with. Um, someone always said, um, you know, your place of work is actually a place of worship. And I do feel that God has helped me to to understand that this is a way of me you know worshiping God and me just praising God for um, putting me in that place and just giving my all and for for, for helping me build that confidence and build, helping me have that trust in the process and to to be where I am today I, I want to thank God for a miracle that happened quite recently so my dad was in hospital he's in Zimbabwe so Obviously having a parent away from you and they fall ill, this is very stressful. So he was in hospital for, I'd say four days until that day. Um, and it was a very stressful week. I was actually struggling to concentrate at work. It, it, was, it was a lot. So it was a Friday. We, we were going for, for, um, for worship practice on that Friday. So, we, so just before that meeting, I called him just to check on him and see how he's doing. So he told me that I, I can't breathe. So, so this was not related to the condition he was in hospital for. So all of a sudden then I'm hearing he can't breathe and I could tell that he's struggling from, you know, from his voice. And so I did went for the worship practice. Um, but you know, all the way I was just, I wanted to cry. I, I just, it was so, so, you know, stressful for me. And, and um, so, so Pastor Greg then mentioned, you know, as we were worshiping, and then they say that there's a healing anointing in this place. This, this is even before I'd mentioned this to anyone. And then as I say that, then I told him that my dad is in hospital. And just before we came here, I received a phone call that he's struggling to breathe. And then everybody prayed for me and we just prayed in agreement. And then when I got home, then I went on the phone with him just to check on how he's doing. And then he told me, oh, no, I'm feeling so much better. Um, I don't know what happened that time you know, when I was struggling to breathe, but I'm feeling so much better. And then two days later, he actually got discharged. And then he was cleared from, from, from all of those things. And they said, you know, he doesn't have, you know, any cancer in his body. So I thank God for the healing miracle. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.